this is this is this is this is this is this is this this is this is this is this is this is this is the local music revolution the local music revolution local music revolution local music revolution local Welcome to the Local Music Revolution. I am your host, Ogre, as I have been every other episode. How are you doing? On today's episode, we have Kaiden. Very interesting name. Even more interesting person. Uh, Raymond is very, very fun to talk to. I had a great time talking about the band and how they got their name and Raymond's love for eight-string guitars. Funny thing is, after I did this interview, I just happened to need to go to Guitar Center. So as one does, I sat down with an eight-string guitar and I checked it out. And what the hell, man? I can barely play four. What makes anybody think that I can play eight? Just saying, man. It's insanity. The cool thing about seven and eight-string guitars is I have played them before. I have checked them out. And all joking aside... The fretboard, the width for the added strings, fits perfectly in my big-ass gorilla hands. My goal for my studio is actually to get a 7-string and a 5-string bass just to have, just to experiment with because, I mean, having a recording studio in your apartment means that you can experiment all day, every day if you wanted to. You just need a little bit of room to, you know, go to a job and make money so you can have that but hey you know experimentation is the name of the game and that leads me directly into shout out to my sponsor stringjoy.com like i said experimentation is the name of the game stringjoy.com will allow you to create your own custom set of strings every guitarist even me has wanted that and now stringjoy is giving it to you all you have to do is contact them let them get a feel for what you need, what you have in your head, and possibly even your suggestions, and they will help you find the strings that will make your playing that much better. They also do custom instrument cables as well. You can customize the length down to the inch, the color, and also the connector. So you can have straight or 90 degree angle, which is awesome, by the way. Even better than all of this, is that being a listener of the local music revolution you get the perk of getting a discount so all you have to do is go to stringjoy.com get the custom set of strings get the instrument cable pick up some of the picks they sell there as well and when you're at the checkout enter the promo code local that's l-o-c-a-l and you will get a discount like i said for being a listener of the local music revolution when you go to stringjoy.com and you're done with that purchase and you've entered that promo code, give me a shout out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Tumblr, or even the WordPress so that I know that you are listening and reaping the benefits of the local music revolution as well. You can go to facebook.com slash the local music revolution on Twitter at TLMR podcast on Instagram at the local music revolution on Tumblr, tumblr.com slash the local music revolution. And of course, WordPress. 
That's thelocalmusicrevolution.wordpress.com, and that will get you all of the connections everywhere that the Local Music Revolution has been populated. Now, no more fluff. This is Raymond from Kaiden. Iron Man, we're live. I'm here with Raymond from Ke- from Kaiden. Sorry. How are you doing, yeah. man? It's all good. It's all good. Hi, um, I'm doing pretty good. My name is Raymond Moore. I'm the guitarist of Kaiden. All right, man. So before we get into this, um, who are the other band members? Um, who are we missing, and what do they do? Uh, well, currently, I'm the only one that's talking on the phone today. We're missing our vocalist, Steve Dominguez, our other guitar player, Nigel Johnson, and our bass player, Brendan. And sadly, right now, we don't have a drummer at oh, wow. this point. So we're just kind of like rocking out like that. Wow. How long has it been since you haven't had a drummer? We haven't had a drummer, and honestly, like an actual drummer since January. Wow. So how do you guys practice? Uh, do you guys have drum machines, or, or how does that work? Um, at first, we, we had a villain drummer. He was a, a buddy of mine, and he, I actually used to be in a band with him as well. Uh, he filled in for a couple of shows. But now, for right now, we're just we're using backtracks and a PA to uh, perform live drums, really, at, really as like a way to have people audition for us for drums, because we've had a really bad luck with that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man, drummers are assholes. Everybody knows this, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean drummers are pretty cool. I mean, I just I just would love a drummer that that wants to be down with us. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a drummer. I can actually say we're assholes because you know it takes a lot of uh, a lot of shit to be a drummer. You know. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I mean, I've played drums off and on. Uh, me and my other guitar player, we play drums. We play bass, we, and we actually also produce, like, our uh, mixtape State Primal. So, like, we're pretty multi-talented as well. But, like, yeah, we feel you. Like, but guitarists, vocalists, basses, they all can be assholes. They just <laughs> different types of ones. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So uh, can you take me back a little bit? Tell me about how you guys got together and formed the band that you currently have. Oh my god. It goes back. Like me and our vocalist Steve, we've been doing we've been doing the band thing for about three years now. Uh ever since I was eighteen. So and we've honestly gone uh, undergo like a lot of different band names like so um Basically, after that, we picked up my friend Brendan, and he pl- opened our. Actually, he played a show with us when we were under a name called Empire District. Okay. And then, after a while, um, uh, my other our other guitar player Nigel, he was helping us produce Day Primal, and he eventually joined us. So, yeah, we've been just in a band ever since. Wow, man! Nice, congratulations. So, um, so you're talking about um, um, your demo mixtape, uh, yeah. Primal. Um, so can you talk about how you guys started writing that? 
been, it, honestly, we've went through a lot of different ideas before we've actually set, we're set with the content we had for it. Um, basically, I wrote, um, I wrote the intro track, Gangland, and I wrote the uh, last track, Street Justice. And my other guitar player, he wrote um, Dave Primal, and he wrote um, a song called Three Knee Deep, which is in the middle of the whole thing. So pretty much we both, we pretty much both wrote everything, and we came together and wrote uh, Salt together. And that's actually the first song we ever wrote together. <laughs> wow. Nice, man. Nice. All right, so... um. When you're sitting down to write, how does that process work for you? Um, do you have things that just inspire you, or do you have to be in a headspace for it? It, it honestly depends. Like, uh, I mean, we're all pretty like pop friendly in our in our band, so like we tend to burn it a lot, and then just like jam, or I'll just be like like at work and an idea will pop up or something will happen but when it i don't know how the other guys write as well but i know with how i write it's pretty much i get down i find some chords i write some things and it just happens and then we just modify it nice man um so you also said that you produced um, and you are a producer of uh, Primal. Um, so can you talk about how the, the recording process and the production of Stay Primal uh, worked for you? Well, it's me. I co-produced. May, the main one that had produces was my other guitar player because we, we used his setup mainly. But as far as how we came together to produce it, um, pretty much me and him, we wrote out the drums, we wrote out the guitar parts and bass parts, and they, and then basically he did the recording and mixing, and then I did the mastering of the final product. And but, um, yeah, and like honestly, there's a lot, a lot. I mean, a lot. I can't express how much trial and error there was when with doing it like we <laughs> me and Nigel were amateurs like but we put we put our whole into it we spent nine to ten hours a day just like recording and like mixing material and everything like that and you know it's not the best and we definitely could do better but it's definitely something we're proud of that we actually accomplished and uh, so yeah yeah man that's that's the way to do it though sometimes people get caught up on the whole perfection thing and it's just like dude it can be done later you know um right now the most important thing is putting out music you know and you know um it, it's incredibly important to con constantly put out music so um this ep um oh, yeah how long did it take you to record Oh, uh, on as far as recording uh, instruments and stuff like that, it took a good few months because right around when we were recording, we were also writing some parts and we were also fixing and making, like, just making everything sound like what we all wanted to sound like. And then the vocals, it took about a month or so. Um, uh, now it's like, 
and keep in mind this is like really our first time like recording mixing and mastering for like bands and stuff like our et so like yeah there's a lot of trial and error that, like took a lot of time so yeah it took us about a good i'll say like seven or eight months nice man so um so the title of the the ep stay primal what does that mean what did you guys want to convey with that title with that title simply we just want stay hungry stay active like you want to do something if you want to have something take it like this is what you what your reality is is what your reality is and you can have anything that you want as long as you put your mind to it and that's what we want to convey with it like a lot of the songs have to do with just with really just overcoming and like dealing with stuff to get where you want to be in short it's really just about hustling nice man um so <laughs> uh, also <laughs> something that that caught my eye um when i was doing research is uh your your facebook page where it says genre it says loud <laughs> um yeah <laughs> I think it's really awesome that, that you guys did that. But uh, um, what genre do you guys um, – sorry. What genre do you guys um, classify yourselves as? Um, honestly, like, metalcore. Like, we have a lot of, like, new metal influences and stuff like that. We bring to the table. There's some tech stuff in there based off, like, the odd time rhythms and stuff. But really, it's just metalcore. Like, we don't – really think or try to like put ourselves on in a specific genre per se because we got we have like a plethora of different influences that don't even come from metal at all and so yeah we as reason for was like calling our genre loud simply because we're stoners it's just a stoner term really <laughs> Um, so also on your Facebook page, it says you guys were founded on June 6, 2014. Jeez. Um, yeah. So it's been about a year. Well, it's just been over a year that you guys have been together. Um, did you guys have plans to make the EP within the first year? Or how, how was that when you guys sat down and decided to record? Like, we did not have any, like, honestly, I didn't know that anything that happened up to this point was going to unfold. We actually, at that time, we, me and my other vocalists, we were in another band called Empire District. And basically, half our members dropped out. And, like, it was kind of, it was kind of bummy for a second, but honestly, it was really great because it gave me and Steve more room to do what we wanted to do with the music. And we went to, um, had a couple of buddies that, like, helped us record and stuff like that. Our, our friend, uh, Mars, from Lee by Example, uh, their band from SAC, uh, they, uh, he helped us record and stuff like that. But we realized, um, just what the sound we were getting from him wasn't what we were looking for. So, yeah, and we started really chilling and, like, working with Nigel around, I would say, November of last year, basically. And we recorded a little uh, a little demo track of uh, Gangland 
uh, with him. And then after that, we just started recording with him. Nice. And then I helped out quite a bit over time and just with the whole, with the master product of it. And yeah, it's it kind of just unfold like that. Like we haven't really, we had a lot of things planned, but we didn't know how it's going to like, what the results were going to be. So I'm pretty glad that I have a quite a bit of like cool companions I can consider a band members and brethren. Awesome, man. So, um, back to your EP real fast. Um, looking at it, there, you guys have the uh, the album artwork up on Bandcamp. And um, uh, can you talk about what the cover is and, and what you guys wanted to convey with that also? Uh, honestly, it's like we had paid um, this guy. Uh, he's from a company called Delta Options out of Fresno. Oh, and nice. uh yeah he did this really awesome cover for us and we were just like awesome that's sick and i felt like it me and c we felt like it felt or it matched like the crypticness and mystery and like just eeriness of our music and stuff like that but and all and also it's kind of icky because <laughs> it's like <laughs> damn near a homicide scene on like an album cover like can't get cool with that with the japanese logo like i don't know i think that's pretty sick <laughs> <laughs> um so uh can you talk about the process of of actually contacting delta op- um options um i actually know of who you're talking about um i've been following him for a while now i really like his artwork and everything um so you contacted him did he um did he sit down with you guys and talk about ideas or did you just give him free reign uh we gave him pretty free reign to be honest we're just like make something sick and honestly we just went back and forth with funny jokes and just laugh humor and yeah he popped out with that like piece of work or like awesome we paid for it and now it used it and we've used it for quite a while before we even had the like really had the music all ready to go so um yeah it's pretty i'll say he's honestly one of the nicest people i've worked with as far as like music related stuff before nice so i'm pretty grateful well, hopefully I can get that guy on the show real soon because uh, I, I really like his artwork and, and what he's doing with bands. <clears throat> All right, man. So um, before we move on, um, can you tell me about the name uh, Kaiden? Where did you guys get that name? Basically, um, me and Steve, we're heavily into like Japanese culture. I mean, you, I mean, I don't, we don't know everything about it. Like, we're not, like, that heavy into it, but we really are. And uh, Steve came out to me one day with that name. And I, he gave, he pretty much posted up a definition of it, which you can also find on our, um, of the full stream on our, of our YouTube uh, thing. So if you want, you guys want to look that up on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I just looked up. And, um, Basically, yeah, it's just really a kanji for uh, standing for uh, just mysterious, mystery, crypticness, wonder, like rare stuff. 
and, I felt, and we felt like that really melded with what we were trying to make as a band because we wanted to write music like heavy music that didn't sound like too normal <laughs> i hope it doesn't sound too normal <laughs> but all right man but, um <clears throat> can you tell me about the song salt yeah uh salt that's literally the first song that me and nigel wrote together and it's actually the last song we've written for this whole mixtape. Um, and the name of it actually came up because we've actually had multiple names for that song before we actually came up with Salt. And oh, nice. it was originally a joke <laughs> because <laughs> and, and it's, it abbreviates into a... Uh, All right, that was Salt. All right, Raymond. So... Um, yeah, you said you were the guitarist and and writing partner of the band. So, um, yeah, when, <laughs> sorry, brain fart. Um, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> all right. So, um, what does your setup consist of? Like, uh, do you are you just a guitarist through and through? Do you have a recording? Uh, 
it was really because my other guitar player, he had an string. He's been rocking it rock longer than I have. So I wanted to be able to play or write and play what uh, what he does and stuff like that. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, what are the main differences that you, um, you experiment with between the six string and the eight string? Chord progressions. I get four chords and I get to play more bass here, like tones as far as having like a low B and a, a, a low, a really low E. And, um, yeah, it's really cool. I get to do some cool tapping things. I get to do some cool chucky things, make some cool harmonies. Uh, yeah, and the six string, I they're definitely better for like uh, for lead work and everything. I actually still own a six string. I, I have a, a wash friend with a Floyd Rose. It's oh, uh, nice. pretty cool. <laughs> nice. It's pretty nice. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm. I started playing about two years ago, and uh, I've been thinking about trying to get a seven-string and a five-string bass. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know, like, if I actually have, you know, the ability to do that kind of stuff. So I've just stuck it's with the six-string. It's all about tuning. That's all, that's all it is. If you know, like, how your tuning's set up, you can basically transcribe any scales or anything like that to a lower string and everything. Like, wow. I, I feel you, like, a lot of people, like, when they see, like, a 7 or 8 string or even a 9 string, they get intimidated, but nothing to worry about. It's, like, once you get used to it, it becomes your thing. Man, like I said earlier, I was a drummer. I've always been a drummer, so even the four strings on my bass, you know, <laughs> seem intimidating at times. Like, <laughs> I know how to play drums. I don't know how to play stringed instruments, so... <laughs> That's the I problem. Drums. <laughs> uh, I have. Um. I. I played drums off and on for about four years now, and it. It's. I love playing drums. I wish. I wish. Um. Like I had drums then, honestly. Uh, but I'll be able for that later. But um. <laughs> yeah, it's really awesome. I got this weird thing where people tell me I play guitar like a drummer and it's kind of weird uh i take it's a compliment though but it's still kind of weird i i play (laughs) i play the guitar like a drummer i'm not gonna lie i follow that drum pattern to a t (laughs) yeah (laughs) heavy syncopation i think yeah that's where it comes from too because our music is very syncopated like um especially and songs like Street Justice or like Soul, oh, they're very just, yeah, they're very following the drums and everything like that. And everything's revolving around the beat rather than like the melody lines. Nice, man. Um, so back to your music. Um, you guys obviously play live, um, as you've stated earlier. Um, so how do you guys practice to uh, prepare for live? Do you actually um, practice the set as you would live, or do you practice all of your songs at the same time? Um, we practice the set like we would play it live, pretty much. Like um, with the with the live experience, we don't we we try to not make it. Um, a show, just like, you know, 
it's like, oh, another band playing a show, playing their 30 to 20 minute set, you know. We try to make it co coincide with each other and just make an experience rather than just another show. Yeah, man, I got you. I got you. So, um, yeah, uh, can you tell me about the song? Sorry. Can you tell me about the song Street Justice? Oh, <laughs> oh man, that that song. That, okay, that song for like two years was called Grimy Slap. And the reason why I named it that was because it was something really gritty. And um, I actually wrote that for me and Steve's old, old band, uh, Empire District. And, uh, but I never got used because nobody could play the drums up until I, the last several months. Oh, okay. um, which I, my fill-in drummer, which was my old drummer, like, he actually performed it live with us at our last show. Um, and, but, like, yeah, basically, that song's been around for a while. I've always wanted to use it. And we did. It's honest, vocally, I felt like it was something that we were definitely going to go down in the future because that song has more hip-hop influences and stuff like that. And that's something we want to really expand upon with our future sound. Awesome, man. This is Street Justice.
All right, that was Street Justice. So, Raymond, um, you're a real cool yeah. dude, and I'm enjoying talking to you. Um, you, you live in California. Um, where at exactly? Uh, I live in I live in Vacaville. Um, my other all my other band members are from Fairfield. I'm actually the lone one out. I live in Vacaville. <laughs> All right, so um, where exactly is that lo- located? That's uh, northern um, part, right? Yeah, nor- more towards, uh, I'd say more towards Vallejo, uh, uh, Concord area, like between more Central Valley and the Bay. So so you're almost the, the Bay Area, just not quite? Yeah, basically. I got you. I got you, man. Um so you were telling me during the break um, that you guys are going to be playing Stockton. So it sounds like you guys have a decent mile radius that you guys play in. Um, so my question is, like, how is the local scene where you guys play? Um, is it thriving? Is how how is it working for you guys? Honestly, um, uh, like where I'm from in Vacaville, we don't really have much of a local scene here. And it kind of sucks because we used to have more of one, but um, I don't know. I have these. I have quite a few buddies that have been like in bands stuff like that, but they're all doing it their thing now. Um, but there's still like there's still bands like around here and stuff. But it's really far on cue, and we don't really have much of a venue to play besides the uh, Deville, which that's starting to be. It's starting to definitely get more popularity, and it's definitely um, helping out, I feel, the local scene more, but mm. slowly but surely. But um, I'd say our, our local like gigs and stuff like that are at Gordon's Music, because that's really the only type of venue we have at, in Fairfield. Like, mm. I feel like we definitely need more culture in the more Fairfield Vacaville area as in comparison to like how the sax scene is or how the Bay Area scene is or how even like places in Stockton are which there's more there's just more going on I feel yeah so uh, I, I see that too man here in the valley um there is somewhat of a scene in Fresno I know there's somewhat of a scene in, in Bakersfield, but I live in between there in a small town called Tulare, and there's no music scene here whatsoever. Um, it's actually really, really sad, <laughs> like very sad. And, um, you know, um, about a, a town over called Visalia, there's some music going on every once in a while, but, you know, it's it's few and far between when bands actually play. Um, because, I mean, it doesn't make sense playing the same venue every weekend. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you really want to get your uh, band out there. Like, I feel... Um, me and the rest of my band members, we we really want to be in music to get out of where we are, to explore and see the world. Especially mm. me, like that's why I'm really stoked to be playing places outside of like where we're where we live and out farther. Like I've actually never been to Stockton before. Wow. Yeah, I've never been. I'm, I know I'm very sheltered, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've never been out there before. I've never played out the venues that uh, that 
we're going to be playing at. So that's going to be really sick. I, and um, the, our show coming up on the set, September 17th, that's going to be the first show I play or that we play that I actually can stay around because I just turned 21. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. Congratulations on turning 21, man. That's awesome. Yo, thank you. Uh, it doesn't feel any different, but hey, I'm rolling with it. <laughs> all right, man. Sorry. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> all right, man. So, um, going back to your EP and your music and everything, um, do you have more than seven songs, or is that all you guys have currently? Yeah, that's all we have currently right now. However, there has been new music and works for a while now. Even so, like, yeah, just don't rest on that material just yet. We still got quite a few tricks up our sleeve. Awesome, man. And and with this new material, um, are you guys going to uh, self-produce it once again, or are you guys going to try to get into a studio and, and do that route? Um, I like we've talked quite well. Me and Steve personally have talked a lot about going to an actual studio or going to somebody that we know that can do professional work with us. Um, but however, we don't know how we're going to be releasing the new material because we haven't really created outside of ideas and pre pro tracks that we have, we haven't really created a concept of how we want to convey this material so it's really all up in the air right now oh nice nice well man it it's i think diy is the future of music i mean i have a studio in my my apartment i mean i'm writing music every single day so um yeah i, I really think all... i'm sorry go or, ahead sorry about that go ahead okay um well, yeah, honestly, that's where I want to be within the next year. I want to have my own apartment, have my own studio, and start producing band uh, or keep because that's what that's the type of career I want to be going towards uh, moving into music because you can't really, like, even if you're a trained musician, you can't really make much money off, like, doing that, you know? Like, yeah. something that I give, and if there's... I. I want to meet, work with music. I want to have a salt of doing that. So production definitely is the way to go, especially in an industry now where like home studio production is so easy to come by. Like really, the only uh, the only barrier there is to for from an amateur to pro is the skills you have. Yeah, yeah. Everything else is just you know monetary value now. <laughs> exactly. You can like you can go. We can just save up for like fifteen, fifteen thousand for a professional like studio setup. But you know, if you don't know how to work it, you don't know how to work it, and your progress going to sound like crap regardless of how expensive your stuff is or how inexpensive your stuff is. Yeah, man. I mean, um, there's a ton of people doing this, and and it's really, it's wonderful to see that that uh, musicians like yourself are actually taking it and and trying to start their career with being a DIY musician. Um, like it, it's just really, really interesting how everybody is able to do this now. And I mean, like 20 years ago, this was not even a thought. 
it was studios dominated the music industry um but thanks to technology it's we have everything at our fingertips to be amazing exactly and you can only just go up from here so yeah. and really, it really makes me so to see how the future of music going to come out with the next like next 10 even 15 years because technology coupled with the internet i mean i i know of musicians making money um being musicians without a label it's just it's it's a great time to be alive especially if you want to be a musician it's completely and utterly you know uh feasible now to be a musician yeah yeah exactly and like i feel like with guys like uh like labels and stuff like that aren't as much as an important thing anymore because you can you can get your if you have a dope following around your scene everything like that you can get your music out there and start doing tours without even needing a label yeah no kidding it's it's a wonderful thing um, it really is because honestly that's more money in your pocket at the end of the day yeah all right man so can you tell me about the song stay primal Stay Primal, oh, um, that song's mainly, uh, it's really just a sick song. It was actually one of my favorite, um, when we were recording and everything like that. It's still what, it still is, like, that ties with Street Justice, but, it's just, like, Salt Patch is my favorite now, but that ain't the point. The point <laughs> is, uh, it's really, that song really encompasses the whole message that we're conveying and like the entire mixtape like it's the ultimate like tear down yourself become something new and freaking just go with it take what you want awesome. and um yeah I think it's really solid really heavy got a lot of grooves got just everything structured very well and flows and like amazingly. So yeah, well my favorite track indeed. Awesome man. This is Stay Primal.
you're tuned in to the State Primal Mixtape. Yeah, just us out here in these streets. Keeping it lit and keeping it live. Stay Primal. That was Stay Primal. Alright, Raymond, so it's about the end of the interview, but I still have one more important question. Um, what yeah. is the future of the band? What are you guys going to be doing as you move forward? Uh, we want, honestly, we want to be just playing shows, get touring, living life, and loving people. And like, as far as like the future at, uh, musically, uh, we're going to be creating a totally different type of beats. It may be, it may be like say primal. It may be completely different. Like we're, it's kind of up in the air. But as far as I can say, uh, this new, the new material is going to be definitely something not heard of. Awesome, man. Awesome. And so, where can people find you and and get stay primal? Um, we can get Stay Primal off of our Bandcamp. Uh, pretty much our Bandcamp's posted on all of our social media. You can find us at KaidenCA um, on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us on Facebook, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can get our uh, tape off of Bandcamp. Check it out on YouTube. Uh, just look up Kaiden Stay Primal, really and you'll find it awesome man well thank you so much for being on the show i really appreciate your time and your effort um keep in contact with me i would really like to see where you guys are going and and any news you guys have and um yeah man you have a good night all right yes uh thank you like i really appreciate you having us on your show like that's honestly some of the coolest things anybody's ever done for us so far so well, i'm really you. grateful well, thank you guys very much. Thank you for being on the show, man. And, uh, yeah, just uh, stay stay cool, man. Yeah, stay So powerful. that was Raymond from Kaiden. What did you think? Again, all the social media. You can get to me. You can talk to me. Let me know what you think of the show. Facebook.com slash The Local Music Revolution. On Twitter, at TLMR Podcast. On Instagram, at The Local Music Revolution. On Tumblr, tumblr.com slash the local music revolution, and finally on WordPress, the local music revolution.wordpress.com. Oh, that was a lot. You can also hear the podcast in more than one location Instagram, Stitcher, and I'm trying with YouTube. Um, let's just say I'm trying. So you can go to iTunes or Stitcher, put in the local music revolution into the search engine the local music revolution will pop up and please remember to subscribe rate and add and comment and anything else that you can to help rankings on those sites because that will ensure that this podcast gets seen by more people change the pace real fast as you know dirtbag clothing has block of rock that's featured on the local music revolution for the past month and a half um sadly today we do not have an episode due to extenuating circumstances block of rock will resume next week as planned it's just a minor speed bump thank you 
all that being said, still got to give some love to our other sponsor, Dirtbag Clothing. You can go to dirtbag.com and check out all of the amazing merchandise that they have there. The Mega Zipper hoodies are really, really cool. I myself have uh, guitar straps, lanyards, and hats from those guys. I bought all that stuff in 2014 at Knotfest at their booth because I have been a fan of Dirtbag since early 2000s when, you know, Dime was trying to do stuff with them. In any event, you guys can go on there, check out their merchandise, and remember, wear it until it stinks, man. Next week's episode will feature a local band from my area. I actually know the bassist fairly, fairly well. Um, We are going to interview... Saturn Descends out of Visalia, California. So check that out if you can. Really good band, really good guys. So you got to check it out. One last thing before I go, as I've mentioned before, as I will mention again, April 9th, 2016, anniversary show for the local music revolution. You're going to have five bands tearing it up. You're going to have Feld Gamers just not even knowing what to do with themselves. I'm pretty confident there's going to be Darth Greg just drinking and Bearded Necro yelling at a game because he can't beat it. So it's actually a pretty funny combination when you see it in person because, you know, it's funny to watch them fail. All this is going down in my hometown of Tulare. Bands and I myself have tickets pre-sale. They're $5. If you're hearing this and you're in the area or planning on going, let one of us know and we will uh, get you those tickets as soon as possible. I am done for this round. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's been a great, great time. Thank you, Raymond from Kaiden. You were amazing, man. So awesome. Until next time, this is the Local Music Revolution. I am Ogre. You are awesome. Take care and be good, everyone. This is the local this music is revolution. The local music yeah. revolution. The local music yeah. revolution. Yeah. 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 Local music. Yeah. Yeah. Local music.